Welcome to the November 2023 edition of the Pre-Sale Pulse, a real estate show dedicated to everything happening in real estate across Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. Now I'm your host, Ryan Lalonde. Ladies and gentlemen, the queen of the paddock, real estate F1 driver, sales and marketing performance extraordinaire, Susanna Gonzalez. One of the nicest things you've ever said to me. <laughs> I know you are a passionate F1 fan. I do love it. Thanks, Ryan. Today we are filming at our Fraser Valley office in Langley, right in the heart of the bustling Willoughby Town Center. That's right. There's just so much happening in this neighborhood right now. Uh, if you missed out on last month's MLA advisory report, check out the links below to connect with the team. So Ryan, we're coming hot off the October policy meeting by the Bank of Canada, where our esteemed central bankers announced another pause on rates. That's following the pause in September. And with only one more meeting planned this year, let's talk about where that leaves us. Certainly, Susan. Well, the market has been anticipating at least one more hike before year end. That's looking less and less likely, which is a positive. Uh, as you mentioned, the last meeting is in December. And with recent economic data, we're not expecting any shifts at this point in time. Yeah, well, let's dive into one piece of data that's informing this decision, the household savings rate. This is a measure of the percentage of Canadian paychecks that are making it into the piggy bank after both paying the bills and spending recreationally. Now, this is a really complex figure because too low of a rate suggests Canadians are being stretched thin and indicates financial strain, but too high of a number suggests low confidence in the economy, increased pessimism as Canadians pause discretionary spending, pause investments, and build up their rainy day funds. And can you tell us then how has the savings rate looked over this past year? Now, over the past few quarters and really since the start of the pandemic, it's been historically high and there's been lots of content on that. Between 2017 and 2019, the savings rate in Canada averaged around 1.6%. During COVID, it peaked at 27%. And over the past year and a half since the start of the rate hike cycle, it's averaged around 5.5%. And I think the important piece there is the trend line going from 13 to 14 percent in 2020, 7 to 9 percent in 21, and now 4 to 5 percent today. It makes sense that Canadians are saving less given inflation and cost of goods, as well as tapping into the pool of funds they have been saving to weather the elevated interest rate environment. The Bank of Canada is obviously seeing the savings slow in addition to less spending overall, while consumer debt continues to rise, all pointing to the prudent decision to hold rates where they are and allow the already made changes to take full effect and really be re reflected in the data, which is what we're starting to see. Uh, one thing that this also suggests is that there are financially secure people who have the capital waiting in savings accounts right now to be deployed in the housing market. Buyers are just waiting for the right moment. Uh, and this means likely increased demand in the coming year as buyer confidence improves. Yeah, so the takeaways here are recent economic data, including the household savings rate, has shown that interest rate hikes are working their way through the economy. This will likely lead the Bank of Canada to pause hikes for the remainder of the year before anticipating cuts in mid to 2024. Thanks, Sue. Some really good takeaways. Uh, let's talk pre-sale. What's happening in the market? Yeah, the market has been very interesting to say the least. While we have seen a decrease in demand for active programs, that hasn't stopped developers from bringing new projects to market. In October, we saw 20 launches bring just over 3,500 units to market. This is the largest release of inventory we've seen this year and was primarily centered in Metrotown, where we saw projects such as Soul House, Riviera, and Rain begin contract writing. Uh, it's impressive, right? Big month for the marketplace. What do you think is driving so much activity? Well, like developers, pre-sale purchasers are looking at the long-term opportunity. Some of these growing urban centers like Burnaby and West Coquitlam are providing buyers with central locations and lots of everyday conveniences, which they can pay for at today's cost. 
Most of these projects will complete in four to six years, providing strong appreciation potential for those who buy today. Yeah, I think that makes so much sense. Buyers just don't have to be as concerned about the month-to-month changes in the market when the long-term trends just continue to support pre-sale investments. Now, you mentioned Coquitlam. This is a market that is so close to our hearts right now, and we've had the opportunity to see buyers demand or consistent buyer demand, if you will, for homes in this market for quite some time, right? And in most cases, uh, pole position. So I'm happy to share that after the successful grand opening of Ladana in uh, late October with over 300 attendees, the project is now about 50% sold out of its first release. It's a big success. Uh, The incredible success though, uh, we believe testament to just the support from our agent partners and the home buyers that we want to be part of one of the lower mainland's, I think, fastest growing communities. Very, very thoughtful and offering uh, by the circadian group. Yeah, a huge shout out to both our sales and marketing teams who made that possible. Although overall demand has dropped, we've seen some bright spots like Lodana uh, do super well. Overall, we saw about 27% absorption rate in October. And although we typically like to see this above 30%, I think given the extra inventory we saw get added to the market this past month, this is actually a really solid number and not an unexpected drop. Looking at upcoming launches, we're forecasting nine pre-sale projects, bringing just over 1,400 units to market. Major sales launches will include Sky Living in Surrey, Greenhouse in Metrotown, and Guilford the Greatest in Langley. <laughs> I love that last one. Now, with the interest rates projected to drop in 2024, it is tempting for developers to hold off on their sales campaigns, but there's a strong case to be made for starting right now. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, I do think in a finicky market like we are in now, Every neighborhood and product type is a bit different and requires its own strategy. However, for some, engaging buyers early may position you with less competition before everyone jumps in at the same time. There's another added benefit to starting early right now um, and giving uh, themselves a little bit more of a runway to be able to build with. um, And that is just building trust with potential home buyers uh, and establishing a strong brand reputation in the market. There's a lot of advantage right now to market feedback. Launching a sales campaign today provides invaluable insights into buyer interests and preferences and really allows you to evolve the marketing program throughout the life cycle. And for buyers, they may be able to secure a home before we see potential price increases as the market strengthens in 2024. So while the wait and see approach might seem prudent, the early bird strategy could very well be the key to staying ahead in this ever-changing market. It is really specific to each project. And with that, developers who do launch today may be finding themselves in a better position both now and when the market shifts with an anticipated rate change in the future. Now, the two takeaways here, as mentioned last episode, we anticipated a large influx of inventory in October. That happened. It was the largest release in inventory that we've seen in a year, primarily centered in Metrotown. And while the demand was lower in the past month for active projects, we are still seeing thoughtful product being absorbed into the marketplace. Case in point, Lodana. All right, it's time for some project features. Let's start with the only concrete development that has launched in Richmond this year, Talistar by Polygon. I love it. I'm glad that you brought Talistar up, Suze. With all the hype surrounding Metrotown in the past couple of months, it's like Talistar is really being kind of flying under the radar. Yeah, absolutely. Talistar began sales for their first phase, Aurora, in early October with the release of 160 homes ranging from one bed to two beds. I think what I'm really intrigued by is the fact that 85% of their unit mix consists of two bedrooms. That feels somewhat of an inverse of what's happened in Coquitlam and in Surrey. Now, uh, to add to that, uh, their one bedrooms are size around 634 square feet, which is quite a bit larger than those other markets. And with a blended price per square foot of sitting around 1230, it seems like they may be pricing out a lot of potential home buyers in Richmond with their larger unit offerings. Now, it's not uncommon for Polygon to weight their unit mix to a two bedroom product, 
But I do think they have shifted their usual sizing down a bit. If you look at their junior two beds and two beds, they're offering some compact homes between 665 and 640 square feet. And since many of the other concrete towers in Richmond launched before the rise of these smaller homes, Talistar probably becomes an extremely attractive and more affordable option for those looking to stay within Richmond. Yeah, that's true. I'd say it was a bit of a gamble for Polygon to be releasing Talistar at a time where there was very little activity in Richmond. But I'd say it worked out in their favor. It was a smart strategy. Sales have been steady at Telestar since launch, with a total of 70 deals done to date. And when you think about the format, that's an incredible outcome. They had a very limited supply of one bedrooms, which are all sold now. Um, I think purchasers at Telestar have been predominantly end users, many of whom receive financial assistance from family members, as we're told from the sales team. I think that that's an interesting opportunity. And I, my guess is Napoleon is going to find a lot of success reaching towards those types of home buyers. Yeah, overall, I think they're off to a really decent start. And we'll see if this will entice other developers to look into releasing Richmond product. Now, up next, let's talk about Ardea. Is that how you say it? I think it's Ardea by West Group. Ardea will be the newest addition to the 130-acre master plan community along River District, adding an additional 204 units throughout four buildings. They're going to be offering a wide variety of homes, ranging from one beds all the way to three beds, um, some three and dens. Prices starting in the upper 500s. Yeah, this is their waterfront project, and so they have gone a bit larger with some of their homes. For instance, they have a handful of bigger one-and-dens, a lot of which are over 700 square feet, which is nearing sort of junior two-bed territory, but without the bedroom functionality in that den. Yeah, the, the interesting part, Suze, here is that one hand, it seems they have prioritized living space in those larger one-bed-and-dens, offering enough room for both a kitchen island and dining table. But on the other hand, homeowners are increasingly looking for value in their purchases and may prefer that second bedroom instead. I think we'll follow this through to understand how the market's responding to their offering. Yeah, their bigger one and dense may not be an investor-driven product, but I can definitely see a young professional working from home or an older single person really appreciating the layout of this home, especially given the waterfront location. And the reality is it's a small percentage of their overall unit mix, so they'll be just fine. Uh, it's been a big year for West Group as well. Not only have they uh, just launched Rain in Burnaby, they've also launched Harlan back in June. Uh, lots of success coming from that from that brand. There are still quite a few units available in Harlan, so I'm wondering if launching a second project so closely will be completely uh, complementary to the success of both projects. My guess, though, is that they have a really good handle on what their buyers are telling them. Yeah, I think Harlan received a lot of attention when it first launched, and I think it's likely that Ardea could also bring renewed interest into Heartland. Yeah, and Ardea uh, began sales in late October, so be sure to stay tuned uh, for updates coming uh, from their sales platform over the future pulses. Now, last but not least, we have York by Listroar. York has just recently launched on the west side of Vancouver, located parkside at Willow and 37th, bringing 29 townhomes, most of which are three-bedroom and three-bedroom and den homes. Yeah, you know what I really love about York? Uh, just aside from the unbeatable location, is that it comes as close to single-family living as you can find in a townhome development built by somebody that is incredible building homes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love how none of these townhomes are stacked, so you get that extra privacy. And it's such a bonus that all the townhomes offer direct access from the ground level and the parkade as well. Yeah, I mean, and from Listerer Homes, obviously, uh, nearly 30 years of building pedigree in that particular part of the community. Uh, you can tell really thoughtful about lifestyle uh, of the purchasers and when they design these homes. Something else that I've noticed that every single one of them um, offers is such a generous amount of outdoor space, which I really appreciate, right? Not to mention the green space in the location that uh, that has to offer. Yeah, they've really found a way to perfectly distribute the outdoor space between all the homes. If you aren't getting that rooftop deck, you're still getting two ground level patios and a deck off the master bedroom. So outdoor space doesn't feel compromised. 
Yeah, you know, uh, location, location, location we know is key. They've chosen such a great location for York, especially for families. You're on a quiet tree-lined street right next to the park and steps away from so many different elementary and secondary schools, yet right next to the Oak Ridge SkyTrain station. And the store is essentially the Westside townhouse uh, expert, so you know the homes are going to be functional and well-built. York recently held a very successful realtor event. Uh, reach out to our sales team to learn more about their fantastic incentives and deposit offerings by clicking some of the links below. All right, let's move on to some resale stats. Thanks, Suze. Uh, October proved to be just marginally higher in sales activity with 1,996 sales, an increase of 3.6% and 3.7% from the previous month, and this time last year, respectfully. Now, unfortunately, there's more that meets the eye here. While we are seeing a slight increase in sales activity in the short term, we are still 29% below the 10-year seasonal average for October. When we see Greater Vancouver below 2,000 transactions, especially in a month like October, that is traditionally one of the stronger months on the calendar for sales, we know the overall market feels sluggish, which is what we're really feeling now on the resale side. Yeah, and I think that last interest rate hike back in July really scared some purchasers. So I'm interested to see how the recent pause in hikes will affect consumer confidence. This is especially since most experts are predicting uh, them to remain somewhat stable, I think, through the remainder of the year. And I think the, the caveat there is that anytime that we're operating below 2,000 transactions, another way to think of that sluggish market is that we are building the supply of home buyers in this market. Well, pent up demand for sure. Now, while we may not be seeing as much as on the buyer side today, we are finally starting to see some changes on the seller side. With uh, just over 11,000 total active listings for October, we are seeing an increase in number of listings from month to month, as well as a 12.6% increase from last October, which puts us just above uh, about par for the 10-year seasonal average with a 0.6% increase. Right, yeah, and although a 0.6% increase in overall listings may not sound significant, what is significant is the fact that the number of newly listed homes for sale has increased by 15.4% compared to last October. Yeah, that's a good point, right? If the number of new listings continue to rise without sales activity following suit, it will lead to a much softer market with implications for both prices and buyers. Exactly, Sue. Now we're currently looking at a balanced market with a sales to listing ratio of 17.9% for all product types. Technically, townhomes and condos are still in an edge between a balanced market and a seller's market at 20.9 and 21.5% respectfully. Uh, but if inventory continues to increase, while sales decrease, we will slowly creep into that balanced market territory. Yeah, despite decreased sales activity and increased inventory, benchmark prices remain stable throughout Greater Vancouver. We saw a 0.2% increase in benchmark pricing for both condos and townhomes from the previous month. While a very modest increase, uh, these small incremental increases have led to benchmark pricing for condos to be less than 1% away from the peak pricing in May of 2022. That's a really important point. Now, the month of October has seen a higher than average influx of new listings as well, which in turn has resulted in a higher number of overall listings. Now this combined with lower than normal sales activity uh, seasonally has resulted both the condo and the townhome market to slowly creep from a seller's market into a more balanced market. That means more opportunity to explore more homes for our home buyers. Now, even with these changes, however, benchmark prices have remained strong and stable and are now less than 5% away from the peak pricing. And I think that's it. Looks like we've wrapped another edition, another episode of the Presale Pulse. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our Newswire, a daily email roundup of all breaking news in the world of real estate. It's at your fingertips. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time on the Presale Pulse.